Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12 to 15. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 7, from verse 12 to verse 15. Amen. Wherefore, I believe we are all there. Deuteronomy is not far from Genesis. Chapter 7, verse 12. Wherefore it shall come to pass. Tell somebody it shall come to pass. If ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant. Tell somebody the covenant. the covenant. And the mercy. You will find mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. You will obtain mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Which is swear unto thy fathers. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land. Thy corn and thy wine, thine oil, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep, in the land which is swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Verse 14. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female buying among you or among your cattle. And the last verse, verse 15. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Tell somebody all sickness. And we put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, Amen. which thou knowest upon thee. Amen. But we lay them upon all them that hate thee. Amen. 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 This morning, we are continuing the topic we call, It Shall Come to Pass. Amen. It Shall Come to Pass. And today, I want to declare to somebody that it shall come to pass. Amen. That the Lord will keep his covenant with you. Tell somebody the Lord will keep his covenant with you. Now tell the person the Lord will keep his covenant with me. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. We, I mean, we, we, we are just going to look at this and then we'll go on because it's our Thanksgiving Sunday. It's our Thanksgiving Sunday. But you will see one of the things you will have taken note of in the passage we just read. Is that the covenant is associated with mercy. It's associated with what? The Bible says it is of the mercy of the Lord that we are not consumed. It is because, because God is merciful. If God were not merciful, none of us would be standing. But God is a merciful God. And you will have noticed one thing. When God enters into a covenant with someone, most of the performance upon which that covenant is based will be fulfilled by who? It's by God. It's by God. How much can you do? If you appease one man, what of the next man? But the Bible says there is a God who, who owns the hearts of kings and princes who can ensure that everything is in place and works for you. God will keep the covenant on your behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. And that is why the covenant is associated with mercy. Because of his mercy, he looks at you and says, mm, I have a covenant with this, my daughter. I have a covenant with this, my son. And that covenant needs and must be fulfilled. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Even when you fail, even when you have defaulted, that is why when, uh, uh, when David had committed every committable and he wanted to come back to God, 
He saw there was no other means of coming back to God by, by saying what? Have mercy upon me. Remember that incident? He killed Uriah. He took his wife. On to the point that the woman gave birth to a child. And David still was behaving as if he had done nothing wrong. And then God sent Nathan to him. And Nathan said, the king that can behave the way this man is behaving, he looks as if he doesn't know God again. So I cannot just go and tell him that, king, you have sinned. So what did he do? He gave him a, a parable. And the way David responded showed that this man still has the fear of God in him. If he could respond and say, whosoever has done that needs to die. I think he still fears God. So Nathan was now bold enough to say what? You are the one. And the moment that word came, what did David say? He said, I have sinned. And then he went on to God and said, have mercy upon me. Did God answer him or not? He will answer you today. Amen. I said, he will answer you today. Amen. So the covenant is associated with mercy. And usually, brethren, where there is a covenant, there is an altar. Where there is covenant, there is what? There is an altar. Everywhere. Go to the Old Testament. Whenever God comes and he makes a covenant with these people, they build an altar. They give a sacrifice. But the important thing to know about altars is that an altar is a place of spiritual transactions. A place of what? So every altar has a spiritual component. And that is why when, when you see a place where an altar has been erected, and I'm not talking about physical, physical, physically erected an altar, no, spiritually, when you see a place that an altar has been erected, and you just get there, somebody gets there and just sleeps there, that night the person will have a dream. Why? Because the person is having an encounter with the spiritual uh, authority of that location. That is why Jacob, I mean, Jacob uh, went to bed in a place we later, we, we later got to know as Bethel and he had an encounter with God. What he did not realize is that his grandfather before him had, had erected an altar in that place. And so he said, oh, surely the Lord is in this place and I was, and I knew it not. Because it is spiritual. It's not physical. But that spiritual will manifest the physical. Because after that encounter, brethren, did God bless Jacob or not? God blessed him to the point that Laban said, I have noticed, I have observed that because of you, what has happened? God has blessed me. Tell somebody you are a blessing. As if you may tell the person you are a blessing. Now tell the person with your hand to your chest as if you are sure that I am a blessing. You, we have all blessings in the house today in Jesus' name. Altar, every altar has a spiritual component. Why am I talking about altar? Because the altar is the place of the covenant. The altar is what? The place of the covenant. The place of the covenant. When, when we go back to the passage that we, are, that we, that we read, you realize that associated with this covenant is the fulfillment of a number of things. I'll just mention them and then we'll round up. 
But every one of them that I mentioned is a prayer point. And I believe somebody is ready to say amen. amen. Even before I say that, I hope somebody is ready to say amen. amen. Because if you don't grab it, what will happen? If you don't grab it, you will lose it. And I can assure you, there is more than enough to grab. God's blessing today is available to all. Except those who reject it. Tell somebody I grab it. I grab it in Jesus' name. So what is the first uh, uh, covenant that the Lord is telling us in that passage? Number one, the Lord will love thee. Somebody doesn't like that. I said the Lord will love thee. See, when the Lord loves you, even when you go astray, he will pardon your sin. Is that not so? That's why he said David, right from the beginning, he's a man after my own heart. And when David began to misbehave, the moment he came back to God, God said, is it not David? It's David now, no problem. But brother Saul, if I didn't come back, you will not go astray in Jesus' name. In Jeremiah chapter 31, Jeremiah 31 verses 3 to 5, Jeremiah 31 verses 3 to 5, Jeremiah 31, 3 to 5, he says, the Lord had appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with what? With what? Everlasting love. That is the love that was, the love that is, and the love that what? That will be. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. He said, therefore, with loving kindness, have I done what? Have I drawn thee? Verse 4. Again, I will build thee. Brethren, are we together? Yes, sir. The Lord is saying, he will, okay, if I say, when I say something you don't want to say, just say back to sender. You know the meaning of that? When I say, the Lord says, I will build thee. You don't want it. Say what? Back to sender. So, so that you send it back to me. In addition to my own, amen, I receive your own. The Lord says, again, I will build thee. And thou shalt be built. Ah, brethren, that is wonderful. So wherever you have been uprooted, wherever it seems you are losing out, God is saying, I will do what? I will build thee. I will build thee. He said, O virgin of Israel, thou shalt again be adorned with thy tablets. And thou shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. And the Lord is telling someone here today, you will rejoice. He said, because I love you. You will do what? You will rejoice. Like I always want to tell us, you will be celebrated. I said you will be celebrated. I know one of the things we discussed in our Sunday school this morning, that some of us, we are not excited when others are making it. Look, it's a matter of time. Your time is coming. When you celebrate others, what will happen? They will celebrate you. When you celebrate others, you will be celebrated. I pray for someone here today, you will be celebrated. Now let's go to verse 5 of that passage. It said, Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. Do you know what that means? It means when you plant, you will harvest. Do you understand that? There was a time I tried to plant corn in my backyard. And the thing grew. And it was doing well. 
And I was happy for myself. I was excited. One day we woke up. And, the, and it has started uh, tasseling. You know, the, the corn, the, 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 the cob was, was forming. And then we came, and the corn was gone. One hopeless animal <laughs> found its way into that backyard and ate the thing. That was the last time I planted anything there. But this passage is saying, you will plant Amen. and you will eat. And he said what? He said as common things. So it will not be an exception. It will not say, ah, eh, you know, like some people say, you know, <laughs> I remember that, uh, that uh, advert in Radio OYO. In those days, when they were telling the man that, ah, ah, every time it's granite, it's gari. And the man said, ah, ah, even before we get the garinko, <laughs> does somebody remember that advert? <laughs> uh, you know those who are old here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But he's saying you will eat them as common things. Brethren, tell somebody that is blessing. You will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. The second aspect of that covenant is the Lord will multiply you. Amen. I said the Lord is multiplying you. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 14. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 14. The Bible says, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no greater, or rather, he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, verse 14, saying, surely, tell somebody surely. He said, surely, blessing I will bless thee. And multiplying I will multiply thee. God will bless you. God will multiply you. Remember how the Lord started. He said, and it shall work, it shall come to pass. Very simple. In your life, it shall come to pass. Amen. In your situation, it shall come to pass. Amen. The third thing I want to talk about here is that the Lord will bless the fruit of your womb. Amen. I said the Lord will bless the fruit of your womb. Amen. You know, when, when, when Jacob was blessing uh, uh, Joseph, and he pronounced three blessings upon him. He said, the blessings of the heaven above, and then he said, the blessings of what? The womb. The womb. The womb is a multiplier. When we talk about vision, we talk about the womb. It is, it, the, the vision is, I mean, uh, uh, is initiated. It is nurtured. It is birthed. And then another season of nurturing comes up for it to grow and bloom into what, uh, what it is proposed to be. So when the blood is saying, I will bless the fruit of your womb. I know the first thing that comes to our mind is that God will bless our children. Amen. And I declare to you, God will bless your children. Amen. When the Lord says, I will bless the fruit of your womb. It means there shall be fruit of your womb. Amen. It means your womb will be fruitful. Amen. In Luke chapter 1 verse 42. Luke chapter 1 verse 42. The Bible says, She spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Receive that blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing I want, to, I want to mention as part of this covenant is the Lord will bless the fruit of your land. Amen. 
The fruit of what? Brethren, every productivity that a man uh, initiates is traceable to where? To the land. To the land. It was easy for brother Adam in the Garden of Eden until he misbehaved. And then the Bible says, God didn't cause Adam. I hope you realize that. What did God cause? God caused the land because of Adam. And then problem started. But the Lord is telling somebody today that there is a covenant. Amen. That it shall come to pass. Amen. That that covenant will be maintained. Amen. And he said, it will bless the fruit of your land. <laughs> that is productivity, brethren. Productivity. Houses are built on land. Is that not so? Is somebody with me? Houses are built on land. If the Lord will bless the fruit of your land, somebody here will be an owner of many houses. Amen. I said somebody here will be a landlord of many properties. Amen. I receive it in Jesus' name. The Lord will bless the fruit of your land. It means your initiatives will be productive. It means when you sow, you will reap. It means your land will produce fruits and not thistles and thorns. It means if there's anything on that land that can choke productivity, God will take care of it. You remember the parable of the sower, right? The, the, the Bible says some seeds were, they fell among thorns. And as they were growing up, the thorns began, began to choke life out of them. Because the Lord will bless the fruit of your land. Every thorn, every thistle, everything that keeps life on your land, today, God will destroy it in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive that covenant in Jesus' name. In, the, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse, verses 8 and 9, Verses 8 and 9. We are going to be rounding up soon. The, the Bible says, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in your storehouse. Amen. Somebody does not like that. Amen. And in all that thou settest thy hand unto, Amen. he will bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Amen. And I want to tell somebody here today, God is giving you this land. Amen. Tell somebody, God is giving me this land. Do you know, Brendan? Do you know? It doesn't take God 24 hours to do it. Do you realize that? You, there are some seeds you have planted that you are watering, you are nurturing. When the seed will bloom, when it will blossom, you will be surprised. Amen. I said you will be surprised. Amen. And I pray for someone here today God will surprise you. Amen. Glorious surprises in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, he will bless thee in the land the, which the Lord giveth thee. Then verse 9 says, the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Amen. You know, brethren, I've always said it. God wants to make somebody a testimony. Who is that person? That you will say, look at me. See what God has done in my life. In fact, before you, before you begin to talk, some people will have seen it. Is that also? You say, ah, something is happening in this brother's life, oh. Something is happening in this sister's life. Oh, you are a testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, As he had sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, the Lord will bless the fruit of your land. Amen. I said, The Lord will bless the fruit of your land. Amen. I said, The Lord will bless the fruit of your land. 
I'm going to be stopping here. I have about uh, four or five more of those things under the covenant. We'll continue next week. But I want to just uh, uh, read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 11. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 11. 28, verse 11. And I hope somebody is going to say amen to, see, to this. He said, the Lord will make thee plenteous in good. Amen. In the fruit of your body. In the fruit of your cattle. In the fruit of your ground. In the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. You have come to possess the land. And you will possess it. You know, I think, did they change the motto of Ontario? Did they change it? Uh, Is it still yours to discover? Uh, Because I think on cars now they put some furniture. I don't know what it says. Open for business, imagine. Business is part of discovery. You will discover the goodness of this land. You will discover the glory of this land. You will discover the favor that is in this land. Your own case is gloriously different. I say your own case is what? Gloriously. That's the key word. Gloriously. It's not just different. You will be a glorious testimony. Amen. 